Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Well, fair play to you, Bridie Breen. There's lots of people wishing you a happy 100th. Uh, more um, calls and texts coming in to you. Uh, a marvellous, genteel lady celebrating with a wonderful staff in Corbally House Nursing Home on the Mill Road. The dedication and care they give to each resident is wonderful. And I'm sure Bridie will have a great day. Absolutely. Now, it is time for our virtual Friday morning coffee break. And uh, we are joined uh, this morning by Peter O'Connell from Peter O'Connell Communications and uh, lectures as well in UL. Uh, our good friend, magician Steve Spade and uh, Anne-Marie is also with us on the coffee break this morning. Um, and uh, Peter, I, I presume, you know, with all your clear connections, you want to congratulate Limerick uh, on the massive success at the Sports Awards last night? Well, in fairness, yeah, they, you know, they, they definitely deserve, deserve it. Um, not, not a surprise, though, that, that the Hurlers won Team of the Year. I mean, we have to give them credit. They, they were absolutely magnificent. Uh, it's killing all, you, though, isn't it? Year. It's killing you. It's uh, through yeah, it, is, it, is, it, is. it is. I have to admit, it is. It is. <laughs> like, there's, there's, there's no doubt about it. But, um, you know, listen, throughout even even the league, you know, they won the, they won the league as well. Um, obviously, Munster. Oh, we know, we know all that, Peter, yeah. They won the league, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, and the Munster, <laughs> Munster Championship as well, yeah. God, it's going to be long. Uh, it's going to be. I won't do it to you all the time. Just anyone from Tip and Clare I'm getting on at the moment when I get the opportunity, mm-hmm. I'm just reminding them, you know, because uh, I know full well what will happen during the season when you come out waving the Hurleys and all yeah, that. Yeah, so. the only thing is, Joe, we, we have very long memories. <laughs> you don't have to tell uh, me that. <laughs> you know, we... We might, we might laugh, but we won't forget. <laughs> oh, I know, Peter. Oh, jeepers. Far from it. Far but, from it. Um, Great to see Oshina Callaghan uh, winning that award as well. Just just mag- magnificent. So, in fairness, yeah, I have, I have to admit, a, a really good night for Limerick last night. Yeah. Again. If you um, had won the lotto, Peter, um, that went to Limerick as well this year, uh, mm-hmm. this week, eight and a half million, you know, what, what would you be doing with it? I suppose not too easy in a pandemic. Yeah, not too easy in a pandemic. And what, what, what a way to win it. Uh, I, I think the, the winner... Um, bought the ticket online so I mean they didn't even have to literally leave their house to to win eight and a half million I, I just don't know Joe you know I'd, I'd probably I, I suppose the first thing you'd have to do is take a bit of time to believe it you know or to take it, take on board it after winning eight and a half million um, and then unfortunately not be able to do much with it you know so while while um, you know, 24 hours ago, you wouldn't have had eight and a half million, and now you have. You're still in the very same position where you can't, you can't go beyond 5k. You can't travel. You can't go on holidays. You can't do anything. But I, I suppose I'd be, I'd be looking forward to when eventually uh, the lockdown is lifted and COVID-19 is is a is a memory, and probably you know, probably do a bit of do a bit of spending then. You know, so at least they'll have they'll have they'll have plenty of money to to. Um, to go juice when when things open up a bit. Yeah, and Maria, I suspect you'd be a rock of sense if you won half an, eight and a half million, to be honest. I think I said this to you before, but for the purpose of, of Peter and Steve this morning, they wouldn't have heard this, that I genuinely, and you laugh at me when I say this, I genuinely think I'd have come in here the next day, I'd have operated as normal, probably for a few days, with a big smile on my face, because I'm the type of person that any extremes takes a while to register with me. 
I, on any extreme level like that and then probably disappear <laughs> for the rest of my life. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think it would take a while, genuinely think it would take a while for it to sink in. And that's what I do when anything extreme happens in my life. I'm inclined to go to what is the norm for me and just keep going <laughs> until I absorb it. Something tells me, Steve Spade, you know, with such passion for what you do as a magician, that if you won eight and a half mil, you'd probably keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, I think I would. I mean, I think with, with the pandemic and everyone, you know, having more time on their hands, you'd have more time to reflect and see, you know, what you would do. Um, yeah, I think I would. I think I think everyone would need like a, a big kind of a party when everything's over too. So you'd want to celebrate with your family and friends and try to help people, I suppose, that are struggling a little bit. I think I think people would change their mindset where if you had won the lotto maybe two years ago, you'd think a bit differently about how you spend it. Yeah, I mean, there was someone in the States who won a billion, one billion dollars in their right. uh, lotto, was it last week? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I, I just read it's that. insane money, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I mean, you, you know, you're, you're, um, you're, you're on par with, you know, massive business people and, and global superstars, you know, on, on a you know, 124 hours apart from winning the ticket and, and winning it. It, it, it. It's incredible. It will change your life, but maybe not for the better. You know, money isn't everything. Yeah, I mean, Peter, we've obviously had 115 million euro millions win here in um, in Limerick. I mean, what's the biggest win in Clare ever? Um, off the top of my head, there was a very big win in Kilrush about oh, seven or eight years ago. I think it was in or around the six and a half million. I, I can't remember the exact figure, but in in or around that. And I mean, when when that happens, it causes obviously it causes massive speculation. Uh, you know, people are wondering who, who won it, and like you'd wonder about the pressure on people as well. Uh, I mean, after winning such a huge amount of money, um, you know, do, do you go public? Do you, you know, do you acknowledge it was you that won it, or 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 do you not? And will people find out anyway? You know, that that's it. Probably brings it. It probably brings a lot of pressures, Joe, as well. Um, to, you know, we we think of winning you know, a life changing amount of money as being um, as being all a very kind of a positive thing, and you know, I suppose it is. You know, if you look at it, if you look at it um, um, fairly simply, but if you delve down a small bit, then it, it does bring it additional pressures as well. You know, you could have. You could have suddenly got, you know, a lot of relations, cousins, uh, people that uh, you mightn't have heard from in a long time, and suddenly they're they're peeking back <laughs> your door, you know, and they're and they're, and they're getting very friendly with you, you know. So, uh, and and how do you handle all that? But listen, um, I think we still handle it, though, wouldn't we? I mean, if it worked a chance, I, I'd still, if I had if I had a choice of winning or not winning eight and a half million, I'd I take the risk and say, yeah, I'll, I'll take the eight and a half million and see what that see see, see what it brings me. Yeah, well, I tell no one nothing, but the ice cream uh, mountain outside my house might be a clue. <laughs> this would be one of the first things I'd be looking at. Uh, ah, look, it's, it's, it's fantastic. I mean, you, now, mind you, you know, and maybe I, I can never decide, Amory, whether this is just jealousy on my part or I genuinely mean it, that when you hear about these syndicates, you know, and people might end up winning a big amount, but it might be half a million each or, or a million each, you kind of go, oh, sure, that's, that's a lovely amount of money. Sure, that's not going to change their lives. <laughs> so what? What are you jealous of? The fact that they got the half is, million? Or, or is it really that I just don't want any one person to win eight and a half? Is that what's really going on in my head when I start going So you'd like, like the, the syndicates to well, win yeah, as you know, to you know the way, That's the thing that people say, ah, sure, there's a nice amount of money, you know, <laughs> to, 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 win, to win the half well, million. Sure. Give me either, Joe. I'll take either. No problem. <laughs> imagine, imagine being in a syndicate and, I don't know, pulling out two or three weeks. Oh, You've been paying into it for years. I think that's happened a couple of times. 
Oh, uh, Peter, yeah. don't say that happened to you. Uh, no, no. <laughs> but imagine if it did. Uh, oh, that would just be... I, I think the level of jealousy there, and I, I have heard a couple of those as well, as you say, I think there was one locally at one stage where somebody was in it and in it and in it. It was a work thing, and they said after a while, oh, I've been putting two euro a week into this thing for years and years and years. I've given up on that, and like two weeks later, they won. Yeah. Oh, serious. Difficult one to deal with for, for everyone. Yeah, not not uh, not easy um, at all, I have to say. Um, so the, the big story of uh, the week, obviously, was... Um, this quarantining or zero COVID and, and all of this, um, um, Anne-Marie. And, you know, it's interesting how the debate has shifted, isn't it, over the week? Uh, you know, um, the opposition particularly putting a lot of pressure on the government saying, no, you're not going far enough with this quarantine. People we know are not going to quarantine enough in houses, uh, which is part of your plan. And then suddenly Philip Nolan, and, uh, you know, unusually actually for someone on Neffet, came out and really had a cut last night and basically said, this is a false promise and I don't believe it's doable. The zero COVID or the yeah, mandatory the zero COVID. Yeah, the zero COVID, I don't. I agree with him. Like, I can't see that happening. I really can't see that happening for, for a load of reasons and you've, we've outlined them on the show this week. And as for the mandatory quarantining, you know... I, I really feel like that's, you know, closing the gate after the horse is bolted because really the amount of people who moved through the country before Christmas, which is probably why we're in the mess we're in at the moment, um, was the issue. And absolutely, I will accept no one wanted to hear about this at the time of Christmas. And even I myself would have said, no, don't talk to me about it. Let Christmas happen. You know, it's great hindsight. But as for now probably more could be done. Yes, you could have a bit more um, following up on people and making sure they do quarantine, and I would agree with this. Um, but again, you're down to the resources of enforcing this, you know, man- mandatory quarantining. Are you going to actually hope that people just do it themselves to a certain extent? There you go. And even the guards this week saying, you know, do we have the powers, you know, knocking on doors? Exactly. And, you know, it's, 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 it's a big, big, big step. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would agree. In theory, everybody should quarantine when they come into the country. Okay, Amory is with me for the coffee break, as is Peter O'Connell from Peter O'Connell Communications and Steve Spade, magician. And we'll hear more from them after the short break. Call Limerick today now on 46 1995. For shorter days and colder nights, it's important to look after our winter health needs. At Lloyd's Pharmacy, our highly trained colleagues are here to offer all the support and advice you and your family may need over winter. Whether you're looking for the right supplement or vitamin to boost your immunity or the perfect cold medicine to help with that pesky dry cough. And remember, many of our pharmacies are open late and on weekends or you can visit us online. Stay safe this new year and say hello to the people that know. Lloyd's Pharmacy, Limerick Live 95 Healthcare Partner. At Irish Life Health, our benefit plan helps you embrace a healthier lifestyle. Get up to €250 back on a mix of benefits like fitness wearables, dietitians and sports clubs like your local GAA club. It's health insurance, but not as you know it. Search Irish Life Health. Irish Life Health Act is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Terms and conditions apply. Call us to see exactly what's covered. Your mental health is important. And now it's easier than ever to find the supports and services closest to you. You can free phone the Your Mental Health Information Line at 1-800-111-888 anytime. Our team will tell you which supports and services are near you, where they are located and how you can access them. You can also visit yourmentalhealth.ie for more information on mental health for you or for people you know. Yourmentalhealth.ie from the HSE. 
Keep saving more this year at Lidl. Two deluxe, 32-day matured Irish Angus sirloin steaks worth $6.99, now just a fiver. A four-pack of pears was $1.99, now just 79 cent. And one kilo of carrots was 99 cent, now only 49 cent. And get up to 10 euro worth of savings vouchers every week with the Lidl Plus app. Lidl, more big savings for you. Live 95. Text or WhatsApp us on 086-123-9595. The Live 95 text line, powered by dinnersready.ie. Providing the highest quality meals delivered to your door. Phone 056 6989 Free delivery nationwide. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now we're in the middle of our virtual Friday morning coffee break. Peter O'Connell from Peter O'Connell Communications with us. Magician Steve Spade, a good friend of the Limerick Today show, and uh, Anne-Marie uh, with us as well um, this morning. Now, Steve, obviously people in the entertainment space like you are so affected by the lockdown, doing what you would love to do and not being able to do it the way you normally would. I mean, would you be attracted to this idea maybe of a zero COVID strategy that we'd have to stay locked down for X number of months, but at the end of it as is the promise false or maybe otherwise of getting back to some kind of normality yeah i mean it would be great i mean you know i, I know the, the whole world is in a, in a lockdown but you can see some countries have definitely taken a different approach and they seem to be at a better stand than we are i, I think we're to be honest we're about 12 months behind where we should have been if we had been a zero kind of tolerance time thing from the start we, we might be out of it now it's hard to know it really is um, will it work at this stage? It might make things a little bit better, but I think th- we're still in this for another while, I think. Yeah, and Peter, uh, with your communications um, hat on, you know, who's selling this better at the moment? Well, the government definitely aren't, uh, unfortunately, Joe. I mean, they, they do seem to kind of jump from, you know, one idea to another, and there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of consistency, and anytime you hear Stephen Donnelly talking, he's he's on the defensive, and you know, it's, it's, it is a very, very difficult You do situation. wonder about the Minister for Health at the moment, don't you? I mean, it, it feels like, and I don't know what's going on here, you know, that he has a tendency to make declarations or promises and, and they very quickly unravel. Absolutely. And look, it's, it's, a very, it's a very simple approach. No matter what you're at in, in life, you're, you're always better off to un, under-promise and over-deliver as opposed to over-promise at the outset. And, and you know, then suddenly, as you said, unravels or, or becomes clear that what you promised is just is just not achievable. I mean, I think, look, we all understand we're in an exceptionally difficult situation. And the one thing that I believe that we would all appreciate from government, from, from our leaders uh, in Ireland and, and throughout the world is just just be very honest. Just just if you if you don't know what the answer is uh, today, well, don't tell us that what you think the answer is. Don't, don't, don't have a stab at it. Don't have a guess at it. Um, I think part of the problem is that in the background they are being told by you know maybe communication specialists, maybe people in, um, worried about the psychological welfare of all of us uh, to be as upbeat as they possibly can be in their message. But but that does lead to the risk of saying well, things you can't stand over. Yeah, that's that, that's okay in the short term. You can get away with that once or twice, you know. But you, we're, we're in this more or less twelve months now at, at, at this stage, um, and and there's no doubt about it. Like many many people are finding it extremely difficult, and we need a plan, you know. But having said that, it's very difficult. You know, we're giving out some. We're giving out giving out about 
the government then if they come up with a plan and the plan doesn't see itself through to, to, to uh, fruition. But look, I, I, I don't know, Joe, I don't know what other people think, but we are supposed to be in level five at the moment, but to my mind, it's not the same level five as, as was the case, um, you know, last kind of March, April, May. Um, I mean, there's there's certainly an awful lot more traffic on the road. There's, there's people are out on more than, than it used to be in terms of, um, well, certainly in terms of, you know, using yeah. the road and work, yeah. probably going to work and, and maybe not working and, and stuff like that. And you Steve know. Spade, you know, when would you expect to be out on the road with your magic again? Well, I, I've been talking to some some uh, bookers and promoters and stuff, and they're saying 2022 is, is what's realistic. So for touring, I think I think a lot of fans and, and entertainers are the same. It'll be 2022. I don't think a whole lot will happen uh, later this year. Maybe, maybe in the summertime, but it all depends, Joe. You know what I mean? It can change. It can change very quickly, which we've seen. And, you know? and as a matter of interest, Steve, I mean, at what stage was that being said to you? I mean, did you think, for example, in the last quarter of 2020 that you'd be out on the road at some stage this year and now you're being told it'll be next year? You know, you're kind of looking at the kind of trends kind of globally and then you're kind of looking at the, at the, some of the bigger promoters like MCD and some of those guys and see what they're doing and then that kind of trickles down then to, to different performers. Um, so it is it's just a kind of... A, it, it can change very quickly. It means people... We'll say that they're trying to run an event in a couple of months' time, and then they'll give you an email and say, "Well, that we can't go ahead with that. We're going to push it forward another six months." So, I mean, it could be like that for another. It could be like that for another year. It's really hard to know, Joe. Right. Um, another story that's been interesting us this week is an Aldi shopper who was slammed by parents online after he said that kids inside trolleys should be banned from stores. He revealed his pet peeve on Facebook, uh, um, Marie, and uh, didn't, I think, get any sense of the backlash he was about to get. <laughs> yeah, he got slated. Um, yeah, I mean, look, parents have enough to be dealing with at the moment than being told that they shouldn't have the kids in the trolleys. Like, I mean, most of us are not bringing our kids, first of all, to shops anyway, uh, or supermarkets if we can get away with it um, and, and have, some, you know, some of them stay at home. But I, I do think he may have a little point about what kids are doing when they're in the trolleys. You know, that's all fine if they're a bit big for the seat. They're at that stage where they're a bit big for the seat, but they're not big enough to be walking around the shop with you. If they sit quietly in the trolley, grand. But then you just see some of them and they look like, you know, gorillas swinging out of trees in shopping centres, you know, and they're having great fun and think this is great and they're swinging around the front of the trolley. So, you know, (laughs) I will tread carefully on this one too. But sometimes you do see behaviour and think, good Lord, if that child falls out of that trolley there's going to be pandemonium. And, and what is it? Is the jumping around or the leaping at the shelves as they pass kind of thing? I think being able to reach products, pull the shelves, pull the things, you know, um, even swinging. I've seen kids, you know, kind of swinging and trying to make the trolley move and move it on the mother and the mother's like, stop it, sit down, you know. So, you know, I can, I can totally see why some people would, you know, make comments like this man but at the same time I don't think I'd be putting it up on social media myself that's for sure Yeah but the only thing is Peter let's be honest here shops you know they sell and they sell at at kids and they sell at kids eyeline and the colour of the sweet aisle and and all of that I mean any kid is going to dive out uh, of a trolley if they can get away with it Absolutely Joe definitely and uh, look one one of the great skills of, of shopping with a child in a trolley is to make sure that you stay far enough away from the shelves so that they can't actually... I, I made that mistake once, but it was the only time only time I made a mistake where 
Because one of my daughters, uh, I, I've heard a bit too close to where the sweets and chocolates and stuff are, and we all brought down a full shelf of God knows what. Um, so after that, you know, I developed this uh, capability of doing all the shopping from, from the middle of the aisle, so as to not let her kind of be able to reach reach out. Um, but look, I don't know how you c- could control a child if you didn't have them in the trolley, because like they're going to, you know, and put stuff into the trolley that you don't want and particularly when you get up to the children you know if the child is on the ground um, and not in the trolley not contained in some way like they're going to be pulling stuff left right and centre um, you know sweets and chocolates and stuff that as you said are, are located right next to the till you know so the only way the only way to kind of have some bit of control is, is to have them in the trolley and uh, and hope for the best but like as Emery said um, you know just even from my own point of view like I, I used to often bring um one of my two daughters uh, to the shop, but, but not over the last 12 months, you know, so yeah. I don't think it's been as big a problem, um, you know, over the last 12 months as it might have been as it might have been previously. But obviously some people have to bring their children out shopping, you know, they, they might have anyone at home to, to keep an eye on them, you know, so... I, I have to say, you know, the last time I was in the shop, I had great fun because I kept saying to him, will I get this? Will I get this? Ah, oh, yeah, do that, yeah. Get that. Get that. Oh, I got in so much trouble when I got home. <laughs> <laughs> and, you blame, and you blamed the child. Well, well, I, I know. I did. I did actually. I did blame. I said, well, wanted it. Well, I said, well, I said he said it was okay. You know, <laughs> weak Joe. Weak. There, there, were, there, were a lot, weak. there were a lot of sweets. A lot of sweets, which uh, largely I ate, to be honest. Um, you know, and I suppose the one important thing to point out, uh, Peter, uh, before we go, and it's not, it's not just another go about Limerick Grant, and you, you can relax, um, is that uh, January's almost over. Monday's the 1st of Feb. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. Uh. Um, and listen, that's it, Joe. You know, we just, we just have to... Everyone's in a difficult situation, and I suppose, every, you know, it's, everyone is dealing with it in, in, in their own way, but look, at least, you know, the evenings are get, getting a bit longer, and uh, we have to be positive. You know, we're... Generally speaking, we're we're a fairly positive nation, like, and um, we just have to we have to hope and we have to try and do whatever we can do ourselves, I, I suppose, to, to 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 get through this and and um, you know put something towards that that collective effort and hopefully later in the year things will turn around. And um, but look, there's no doubt about it; it's, it's it's a huge test for for all of us, you know, for everyone. Um, but look, as you said, we're heading into February, so. Yeah, you know, February will will bring better better tidings. And certainly, I, I remember Loyal Abrida and all that being the first day of spring, and then someone decided it wasn't anymore, and it, it was the first day of March. But I think we'll go back to it being the first day of spring. Yeah, I'll, this, I'll agree with you there. Anyway, it's spring, it's spring, so we'll I, take I'll it. Remember. Spring has yeah. sprung, huh? It's spring. All right, listen. Super to talk to you, Peter. Thank you very much for joining us this morning. Really no appreciate problem, your time. That's it, Peter O'Connell from Peter O'Connell Communications, and he lectures as well in the University of uh, Limerick. Uh, great to chat to good friend of the show, Steve Spade. And thanks very much to Anne Marie uh, for joining us on our virtual Friday morning coffee break. It was nice to have a little bit of a cheer and a bit of a laugh. And fair play uh, to all those sports people who lifted us uh, last night at the RT uh, Sports Awards. You know, it's a great to uh, have something to be Limerick and proud. Uh, about.